and welcome to Reclaim Yourself Podcast, where you can find all things inspiring. I'm your host, Amber, and let's jump into the episode, shall we? Okay, hey guys, welcome. I'm so excited to introduce you to Lindsay. So Lindsay and I just recently met randomly by the grace of the universe on Instagram, and she is like this super guru in the arena of human design, and I'm so excited to bring this topic to the table because this is something that is new for me that I'm learning about myself and learning how to implement that in my business and in my relationships. And she's just got like all the knowledge. And so I'm so excited to learn more from her and for her to teach you guys about what she does. So Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me on here, Amber. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. Well, let's just jump in because I mean, human design, I see it popping up more and more like in the online space. And the reason I first discovered it is I had a a really good friend who she just sent me a link. She texted me a link and said, Hey, download this app, fill this out and tell me what it says. And so that's kind of the extent of it. Um, Other than that, it's still very, very new for me. And I know it can really help a lot of people by learning about themselves and how to, like I was saying, put that into your life and just live from a more authentic place. And Mm. so, yeah, what can you tell us about human design in a general sense? How long do you have? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I could talk about human design all day long. So human design is like an operation manual for your mind and your body. And it's all about energy. So it combines ancient modalities of astrology, Kabbalah, I Ching, the chakra system and quantum mechanics. And it uses your birth information to create your personalized chart. And the cool thing about human design is that no one else on earth has the same chart as you because you're an individual person with a special mission on earth and human design helps us answer the question, who am I? It helps us live in more alignment with who we are. And one of the main things that it's done for me is helped me feel seen, heard and validated just for being me, which I don't know about you, but that's something that I desperately needed in my life. Absolutely. I know for me in my experience, you know, up until I hit this unbecoming stage of life, you know, I've been trying to meet other people's expectations or Mm -hmm. living under what, you know, I was taught was the right way for me to live, for example. So that's why I'm really excited about learning. I'm also a sucker for like intricate details. And I feel like (laughs) this is like the most intricate type detailed thing we can discover about ourselves because like you were saying it's not this like personality type it's literally an individualized um I don't know design of you right so Mm -hmm. yeah so how like what are the aspects that are used to create this human design like what do you use to determine someone's design type So it's just your birthday. And as you're listening right now, I highly suggest pausing this episode and Googling either human design chart or my favorite site is Jovian Archive. So it's J-O-V-I-A-N Archive. And you'll put in your date of birth, your time of birth, If you don't know what time you were born, you can put 12 p.m., but just know that some of the information may not be correct because it is based on your exact time and then where you were born. Then you click create chart and it will 
pull up something that looks, when I first saw my human design, I was like, what the heck am I even looking at? It's weird. Like it, it's weird. It has weird terminology, weird symbols. It looks really weird. Um, and the, like, there's so many layers to it. They say it takes seven years to fully live by your design. Uh, I've been deeply studying this modality for the last two years. And every single day I learn something new. Like it is wild how in depth it goes. That being said, all you really need to know is your type, which is your energetic aura. And there's five different types. And then your strategy, which is how you put your body into cruise control. And each type has a strategy. And then your authority, which is your decision-making mechanism. So human design believes that our body is the all intelligent vehicle. I totally believe this as well. I mean, it breathes on its own. It heals itself. Our subconscious mind is literally creating our reality and we're designed our soul, our spirit, who we are, we're designed to be the passenger and just let the body do its thing. But oftentimes we're in the passenger seat trying to take over the wheel. And that's why we feel so much discord within our own body. Like you were saying, it's like doing things for other people and not living authentically you. And you know that there, it doesn't feel good. And so human design gives you that manual to let your body do its thing. And that is what your strategy will help you do. And then your authority gives you confidence when making decisions, which I was never, I would say yes to things that were no's all of the time. And when I learned about my, my authority, it's either a hell yes or a hell no, it's never going to be a hell maybe. And when I learned that it empowered me so much to say no. And that's the thing is that we're taught logically, like use your brain, weigh the pros and cons, think about it logically. And we need that data. But at the end of the day, you really have to tap into your body to know what's right for you. So those are the three things that everyone on earth should know about their human design, in my opinion. Uh, well, I got chills when you said that it takes like seven years to really fully embrace your human design. Like that mm. is a commitment and I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> especially Same. when it's about learning about myself. Um, yeah. So saying that, does that, you said this does have a little bit to do with astro astrology. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So that's how they, oh, sorry. That's how they use your, um, your birth details. So it's almost like all of these modalities are layered on top of each other, um, which is really cool. Yeah. So like being an Aquarius, I'm very, um, I like to learn about myself <laughs> and I'm very <laughs> self-aware. And so that's why I'm really intrigued by this whole human design thing. And you're absolutely right. When I saw that chart on that app, I was definitely overwhelmed and I'm yeah. like, I don't know what any of this is. And so maybe could you dive in a little deeper on a little bit more about the chart itself? Yeah, of course. So the chart, they call it the body graph. And when you look at it, so you're going to have typically on most chart generators. There's a lot of different chart creators, generators, however you want to say, uh, out there. And on typically on the left-hand side will be a bunch of data. It'll tell you your type, which is your energetic aura. It'll generally say what your strategy is and what your authority is. And then when you go to the actual chart part, it looks like a little guy and there's nine shapes and those shapes are based off the chakra system. And so 
any shape that is colored in, that is called defined. And when you have a center, the shapes are called centers. So the centers are where you transmit and receive energy to and from other people. So when it's colored in, in your chart, you're an influencer. You're constantly transmitting the qualities of those centers out into the universe. It's who you are when you're alone. You consistently have access to the qualities. Uh, so each center has different qualities to them. And then everything that's white in your chart, that those are called our wisdom centers. That is where we have inconsistent access to the qualities of those centers. And it's where we're learning about those centers through other people. Now, the thing with those centers is generally that's where we're conditioned the most. Because when you grow up with your family, you're taking in their energy, but you're identifying with it as your own. So this is why oftentimes when you move out for the first time or you live alone for the first time, you're experiencing your own energy instead of the energy of other people. That makes a lot of sense. And um, I think this is what lands a lot of us in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that makes so much sense. And honestly, I have a niece. She's about, she's 19 and she's kind of going through that right now. And so I'm definitely going to hand her over this podcast and be like, hey, yeah. look at your human design. Um, how did you get interested and involved and in especially coaching people in this arena of human design? Mm, that's a good question. So I was a hairstylist for over 10 years. And when COVID happened, I was already kind of bored of behind the chair. I was thinking about opening a salon. And then I said, no way, I'm not doing that. And then uh, was thinking about educating. I had done really well behind the chair business-wise. Like I've taken every personality test out there. And so I did what I thought was the test and it said, you're a manifesting generator. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds cool. And I started, I Googled and I started to apply what little I knew. Um, and I started noticing, I really resonated with it. And then I became obsessed. I read every book I could get my hands on. I would run anyone's chart who would give me their birth information. I started getting all my friends and family and partner at the time chart and I just really, really immersed myself in it. Um, and then I have been using it with my clients ever since. So it's, I feel like it, I call it my magical tool because as a coach, I can only coach based on my own perspective and my own experiences. But when I'm looking at my clients' charts and they're telling me what's going on in their world, I can pinpoint different areas in their chart that it's cool because I'm just telling them about them. So I'm saying, oh yeah, that makes sense that you're going through this or that you're struggling with that because of this area in your chart. Now here's how you can work through it. And here's how you can start living in more alignment with who you are, which is just so cool. That sounds so validating for sure. And I know you said when you learned about yourself um, that you felt completely validated in who you are. Mm -hmm. And so can you tell me more about like, what does a manifesting generator do? Oh, good question. So I can do a little run breakdown of all five types. If you'd Would like. love that. Yes. 
Okay, cool. So I like sharing the types as if they were building a town. And the first type is the manifester, which is 8% of the population. And they are like the developers. They're the idea people, the trailblazers, they're starters. They're here to bring new ideas and inspiration to earth. And they're very powerful. They've got a powerful aura. Back in the day, if you're a manifester, you would have been a king or a queen because of how powerful your aura is. Um, and then the next type, which is what you are, is a projector. And projectors are 20% of the population. So if all the types are building a town, you're like the, the manager. You're here to manage other people. So you are a visionary, you are really, your whole entire life, you've been studying other people, you see from this bird's eye view from point A to Z, and you're really here to give your unique perspective to other people and to lead and guide other people. And you're designed to be a lighthouse, to be seen and recognized for whatever it is that you came here to do on earth. And next we have the generators, which are 20% or 35% of the population. And the generators are the slow and steady builders. So if you're a generator, you're here for perfection. You're here for mastery. You're running the marathon race of life, going from point A to B and B to C, slowly building upon whatever it is that you're here to do. And it's very important to do the things that light you up and that feel good. And as generators, you have an open and enveloping aura and you're really good in groups and generators need help with big picture planning. So having a projector in your life is a very good idea. <laughs> and next we have the manifesting generator and manifesting generators are 35% of the population and they're the fast and efficient builders. So we... That's what I am and generators or manifesting generators find the fastest, easiest, most efficient ways to do things while the generators running the marathon race of life, many gens, as I call them, are sprinting and then resting and sprinting and then resting. Um, we can accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. We're multi-passionate people. We're designed to have our hands in a lot of different things and we do what lights us up. And then when it doesn't light us up anymore, we pivot and do something else. So we can be seen as a little flaky because of that. And last but not least, we have the reflector, which is 1% of the population. And you're like the interior designer. So you are a unicorn. If you're a reflector listening to this, you are a unicorn. You reflect everyone else around you. So who you're around is very important. If you're happy, it means the people around you are happy. If you're sad, it means the people around you are sad. So people and your environment is very important for you. And really being in a, a home, a place, a city that you love and you feel good in and you need a lot of alone time. And as a reflector, you're a lunar being. So it's really, you kind of are like a shapeshifter is what I say reflectors are. You kind of become all of the types throughout the month. So you have your own unique 28-day cycle. Um, and if you're listening to this and you want to learn more, you can totally feel free to DM me because I generally, there's not a lot of information on reflectors. So I love connecting one-on-one. -on -one. 
that honestly sounds overwhelming. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the reflector. <laughs> like bless their hearts. It's a saying we have here in the South is bless your heart. So no. bless those reflector <laughs> hearts. Um, but yeah, that sounds, and it sounds like the reflectors have a lot of influence on everyone oh, else. Yeah. yeah. Very They're magical. The fir- I have I'm very fortunate to have a lot um, or to know, I guess not a lot, but a handful of reflectors. One of my close friends is a reflector and I could feel her like they have this very sampling aura. So they're just taking in everyone and mirroring back. And she's a coach and one-on-one work is amazing for a reflector because they're here to mirror other people. And it's just, it's so beautiful to see. It almost sounds terrifying at the same time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it can like what are you gonna reflect back to me <laughs> a lot of reflectors they're because they're so rare and different so that's why I love human design because for me I thought I was a weirdo my whole life and human design is like yeah girl you're a weirdo and that's how you're designed and so it's just very empowering to be able to tell people that things about them that they thought were weird or wrong or different I get to say there's nothing wrong with you this is literally how you're designed and that just makes my whole day when I get to do that yeah that is beautiful and I'm thinking about my own life and learning a little bit more about being a projector and what that means and living in that authentic way and it has taken me um, a very long time because you said projectors are meant to be seen right Mm -hmm. Um, I've always struggled with that and my whole life I've hidden because of like, you know, a lack of a lot of confidence. Um, You know, I had experiences when I was younger where if I did fully express myself or just be in my natural essence, I was met with some sort of, um, you know, backlash or Mm. like stop crying or um, like I'm, I'm a naturally petite girl. And so I've had experiences where just walking down the hall, going to school, you know, someone would say, Oh, you're so short, you know, like things (sighs) like that. And so it teaches you to hide, right. Mm -hmm. To avoid feeling bad about it. And so it's taken me a lot of inner work and inner healing to get to this place where I feel confident being seen and sharing myself. Mm. And so what would you say to people who are maybe in that place where they're a little lost and, you know, not fully knowing who they are authentically, what would your perspective be on that? Mm, That's a great question. Uh, First, I would say learn your human design. (laughs) Um, But if you're specifically a projector, projector kids should, should be put in the spotlight. They should be around a bunch of kids and getting used to being in that spotlight position. And I'm sure as a kid, you were like talking to like, people probably said you're an old soul. You probably talk to adults all the time. Um, and that's part of who you are. And so if you're not a projector and you're struggling with that, which hello, the majority of the world is like, who am I? Like, that is a big question that I asked myself. And um, meditation, inner work, inner child work, learning about personal development, taking personality tests, and really turning the spotlight inward. Because it's really unfortunate, but the majority of us, we put on these masks and we put build walls to keep us safe. Um, And we don't show off who we are because what there's some saying I, I say, and it's like, I am who I think you think I should be. 
And I know that I've been that way my whole life, like molding to whomever I thought that I should be based on who I was around. And it's exhausting and it doesn't feel good. And so I would say, take the leap of faith and just be you. That's the only thing that you can be and feel good doing, even though it's scary. And believe me, it's scary. It still scares me to show up as me. Um, but the more I learn about myself, the easier it gets. I completely agree with that. I know I heard something the other day that said something along the lines of there are people in your life, even close friends or family that you've known your whole life that might never know the full, real, authentic you because they're not ready. But that doesn't mean that you have to shrink or not fully stand in your authentic self because you're going to suffer in that sense. Right. That's so good. And it brings up an interesting point because oftentimes the people closest to you, when you start changing, sometimes they don't accept that because they've known you as one way your whole life. So sometimes it's easier to go be yourself around new people. I've for one had to find new friends. And a lot of my older friends fell away when I started on my personal development journey. And that's natural. It happens. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it's easier to be fully authentically you with people you don't know. Um, and that's also scary, but sometimes it's a little bit easier than being around the people you do know. And if someone doesn't accept you for who you are, then they're not for you. You're not for everyone. And there is a reason for that. And when you're hiding who you are, you're not accepting the people who are for you into your world, or you're not even being seen so they can see and recognize you for who you are. Absolutely. And I know you're I'm also a hairstylist, you know, this, we've talked about <laughs> this. And then, so I'm sure you can relate, like, you know, for me prior to doing inner work and going on soul journey path, all of that, mm. I tried to be everything for every client. And that is so exhausting. It's so yes. much taking so much energy away from you. And so I've, you know, made that decision when I started this unbecoming journey, um, unbecoming all the things that I thought I was supposed to be. I love and that. I put that into my business as well. And I started saying no to clients that didn't feel in alignment with me. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, that was the best thing I could have ever done. And it was hard and scary to let go of clients because you're like, what's mm. my paycheck going to look like, <laughs> you mm. know, but what ends up happening is you start feeling better and then you're going to attract more of the people in alignment with you. And so I can genuinely say finally, for the first time, um, 10 years into being a hairstylist, I have the best clientele because they're all in alignment with me. And so we get along so well. And I, sh I wake up in the morning and I'm happy to go do their hair because we get along so well, you know, we're like, we're in alignment, we're flowing. And so it's so beautiful. And that's why I think learning more about human design will help people at their jobs and, or if they're starting a business or currently own a business, mm. this is going to help you so much in building that business without authenticity behind it, because there's nothing worse than building a business. Speaking from firsthand experience, um, that, you know, you build this, you spend all this energy and time building this brand and I, I hid behind it because it wasn't authentic to me. So I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I built this persona. This isn't actually who I am. It's just what I'm presenting, you know, and that 
foundation crashed and burned because it wasn't authentic. And so in 2020, when you were like questioning being a hairstylist, I was questioning, (laughs) what am I doing with my life? (laughs) I think we all were. (laughs) We all were. We all were. And, you know, I started rebuilding my business from an authentic place and it has been Mm. the most, um, incredible experience. And it's been the most fast growth I've ever seen in terms of business because it's coming from that authentic place. And so this is why I can't wait to learn more about my human design personally. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I love that. And I always tell my clients, you are, you are the heart of your business. People are buying you and especially hairstylists. Oh my gosh. I don't know the exact stats, but I think the last I checked, it was like clients stay with hairstylists 70% because of your personality and only 30% or even less of your skill set. And So this is something that I teach of how to use your human design on social media to connect with your soulmate clients. And in a, when people are looking, I live in Austin, Texas. And if I'm looking for a hairstylist and I go look Austin hairstylist hashtag on social media, all I'm going to see is hair pictures. I'm not going to see who's behind the chair. People want to know who they're hanging out with for two to three plus hours. And so it's scary to put yourself out there, but my, whenever I posted selfies, those were my best engagements on my hair page and people want to know what they're getting into. So the more you can show off yourself, the more that you can post pictures of you, the better. And it just feels so good. Like you said. Absolutely. And totally agree with everything you said. How would you say that human design could help someone in that like arena who were afraid to show up online? I think first, because it just empowers you for who you are. You're like, this is who I am and I'm not afraid to show it anymore. And then the way that I teach is using your strategy on social media to connect with those clients. So like for you as a projector, cold DMing people probably doesn't feel good to you. No, nope. <laughs> tried that route. It's yeah. <laughs> yes, because your energy. So it's funny because one of my uh, first clients, what is a projector, and I was giving him my perspective as a generator type, which, by the way, seventy percent of the population are generator types. So this strategy that I was sharing works for the majority of the population, but it didn't work for him. And he said, "Lindsay, I don't feel good." just reaching out to people. I was like, oh yeah, that's because you're designed to be recognized. So the way that I tell projectors to use their strategy is to go live, go on, post yourself more often than you post pictures of hair. And you've got to talk about how good you are, like talk about what you love as far as being a hairstylist and then recognize all the people who are recognizing you. So I kind of think projectors have it easy on social media because if you just made a commitment to every day, all of the people who hearted your page the day before, go engage with them. They've recognized you by hearting you. And so all of the people who follow you, send them a voice message, let them know that you appreciate them following you, but recognize the people who are already recognizing you on social media. And then if you're a generator type, it's really about what lights you up. So I would scroll through hashtags and I was always doing like seven and above level hair, like balayage, like no brunettes for me. Uh, It was always balayage. So I just looked for people who had hair that I wanted to do. 
And whenever my body was like, Ooh, this person, then I would go to their page. And it was like, my body was kind of choosing those clients. And if my body was like, Ooh, oh my God, I love this girl. Then I would just send her a DM and I would say, Hey, I just came across your page and I absolutely love your hair. Have you ever thought about doing balayage? And I gained so many clients doing that. But it wasn't me messaging every single person. It was following my body to know who to message. Um, And then if you're a manifester, talk, 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 talk. Your power is in your voice. So go on stories, be blunt, let people know if you want to work with me, here's how. Give them the steps. Let them know um, what you inform them about your services. Show them behind the scenes. Show them what it's like to experience in being in your chair. And then if you're a reflector, you can use all of those strategies. Oh, nice. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Just pick one out of the hat. Uh, When you were talking (laughs) about how you approached people, that honestly sounds terrifying to me. And this is what, you know, just because we're both hairstylists and we're talking about like in the salon, um, that's how they would teach us to build your clientele is like, you know, if you see someone on the streets and you like their hair and you want to work, work with them, walk up to them, invite them in, give them a business card. And Amber over here would be like, no, that's impossible. I could never do that. <laughs> so I, I'm definitely seeing our differences right now because. Isn't that funny yes, how that works? Yes. And it makes so much sense. Like the way that I teach the stylists that work in my salon is the way that I do it and works for me, which is I have online booking. I have everything automated to where I don't have to reach out to people. I don't have to, they literally book with me because they want to, I'm hands off with it. Mm, And that works for me because I'm a projector. It's all making sense now. But what Mm. I'm thinking is the other stylists at the salon, maybe that doesn't work for them. Very interesting. It's interesting you say that. So as you're listening to this, 70% of your clientele are going to be generator types, of your stylists are going to be generator types, of anyone who you're around, 70% are going to be generator types. And generators are responders to the universe. So in your, in your stories, are you thinking about booking an appointment with me? Yes. No, like ask yes or no questions as often as you can, because you have to give someone to something to respond to as it, and 70% of the people that you're talking to are going to be generator types. If you ask me an open-ended question, like if you said, Lindsay, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. There's so many options. But if you say, Lindsay, do you want a burger? I can say, uh-huh. Or if you say, Lindsay, do you want a kale salad? I'm like, uh-uh, no, I don't want that. So in your copy and like utilize that poll button. Yes, no, yes, no. And ask yes or no questions because you're giving someone something to respond to. So my question of, have you ever thought about doing balayage? Yes, no. So It's really powerful when you know these things, not only for how you operate, but for how the majority of the population operates as well. Yeah, this is incredible insight. I'm so excited (laughs) to dive in deeper with this. So let me ask you this. If there was someone listening that wanted to learn more about their human design or work work with you, book a call with you, how could they find you? Oh, good question. And thank you for asking. I hang out on Instagram the most. And uh, my Instagram is Lindsay means with an underscore. I'm sure you'll have a link in the show notes. Um, And then I do, um, 
I do one-on-one sessions that may or may not be for a limited time. Um, my zone of genius is in working with people in three-month coaching containers, because if you can't tell, human design is very complex and one session is never enough generally. So uh, I love doing one-on-one coaching containers with people. And then I have my signature program called Impress Alchemy. And it's all about inner work and human design. So it's really laying the foundation of your inner work because you got to turn the spotlight inward. And if you want your world to change, you have to change. And it takes daily focus. And so Impress will give you that foundation of inner work. And then it also dives super deep into human design as well. Amazing. This is so powerful. And like I said, just for me personally and in my own business, taking it forward, I'm so excited to learn more about all the different types of people and the types that may be surrounding me so I can best help Mm -hmm. them because I am passionate about helping people in the way that I'm able to help them. And so Mm -hmm. I'm so excited that you and I have connected and um, yeah, I can't wait to do more. Yay. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Is there any closing remarks that you'd like to leave with? Just be you. Love that. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Amber. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Please give this podcast a like, a share. It really helps support us. And we'll see you on the next episode.